Good morning and welcome to Tree Talk, episode 146. Myself, Jack Neville and Matt O'Callaghan. Uh, a usually busy week and a hugely successful week for Limerick. We obviously had the hurlers completing that historic three in a row. We'd under-20s booking their place in the Munster final. The minor footballers were in their semi-final. We had the ladies footballers getting the first win of the campaign and we had the senior Komogi team in action. So do stay tuned as we look back on all that and look forward to another busy weekend. The pressure in the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Out there from the war court today. No more about him. made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. Matt, we just saw Kieran Carey score there, and I suppose every single week we touch on it. But Kieran Carey had his moment in '96. Kyle Hayes had his on Sunday. Could you compare the two of them? I suppose there are a lot of comparisons, Jack. Um, they're they're very very similar in many many ways. In I, I suppose the first um thing, the first um comparison is that both players single-mindedly went for it. Um, uh, now, probably slightly different circumstances in, in that um, uh, Kiran was right at the end uh, in, in to, um, uh, you know, to win the game. And um, I, I suppose Kyle Hayes, Kyle Hayes did it um, at a period when he was trying to finish off the game from a, from a, a temporary point of view. And, 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 and certainly he did it. But like it, it was a privilege to be in Parky Cueve last last Sunday and to see that goal in in real time absolutely phenomenal from the time he took off and the number of defenders that he, he brushed off and the number of I'd say a couple of defenders one or two along the way that may not have wanted to know because he, he, he was coming like a steam train and with such power like the run was wanting Jack but the finish was absolutely sublime Barry Hogan didn't have a chance like a goal for the ages, the best goal I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I think that I think that sums up the best goal that I, I think a lot of people have ever seen. And, and it's look, it doesn't have to be one or the other thing. Kieran Carey and Kyle Hayes, you just take them both uh, for what they were. But it was it was exceptional. And like the heat on that day, there was fifty three minutes gone. I think at that stage, Kyle had done a lot of running, but to have that in the engine and to have that class, and we, we'll touch on the game as as a whole in, in a while, and we'll touch on. You Kyle. see, um, Jack, an awful lot of people, when they think about Kyle Hayes, they, 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 they talk about power and sheer power. But here we saw um, the full suite of skills that, 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 that Kyle Hayes has. Like the, 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 the way he soloed, the control he had, he bumped it off, bounced it off the ground, which is a very, very difficult skill. Did it twice. And Jack, the skill in the execution of the goal, absolutely sublime. Complete. Yeah. Complete and I, 
one thing we noticed from the from the strike, like the power gets winded, but he's the hurley turned the wrong way, and I think Tom Clancy singled me out that uh, when I was in goals when the I the hurley turned the wrong way. But look, that's that's greatness for you. But um, before we get into the game, I suppose at probably around five o'clock there thereabouts at half time last Sunday, we're down we're down by ten. Tipperary are flying it. Limerick don't seem to be at their peak. What were what were you thinking? I um. You know, a cross between being bemused and stunned. Stunned with the the, the the level of performance, and it was a near perfect performance now on the part of Tipperary, and and stunned by how flat, uh, how uncharacteristically flat Limerick's performance was. Like we 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 cannot we cannot get away from it. That was thirty five minutes of the best hurling that Tipperary have played for a number of years. Like they ticked so many boxes. Everything went well. Everything went right. Went according to plan. Limerick, you know, they struggled. They struggled to stay with him, but they kept tip, tip, tipping over the points. Now, were Tipperary um, a little bit more sharper in front of goal? The margin at halftime could have been even greater. Um, but quite honestly, at halftime, if I'm brutally frank, I, 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 I could see no way back for Limerick. But then again, I, I, I'm very, very, very happy to say that I underestimated the character and resolve that's in this team. And like, you know, it, it needed something special to turn it around. And by God, did we get something special and more. We got this great Limerick team reaching a height, I think, that, that, that they quite haven't reached before. This, this, was, this second half was Limerick at a new level. You know, and perish the thought for any opponents um, that would be on the receiving end of that Limerick for 70 minutes. Um, you know, it it, 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 it it was just simply, it was simply incredible. It, it, it was a joy to watch. And like, the comeback was scarcely started, I suppose, maybe six or seven minutes into the second half when you got a sense that the momentum was building. And and that the comeback was was on, so um, look an absolutely a, a performance for the ages in the second half, a, a, a privilege to be there. And what can we say about Keen Lynch, you know, um, the architect? Um, like we've we've had we've ha we've had more debates um, in the past, and I suppose more pub rows and everything about who is the best hurler of all time. I think um, Keane Lynch has certainly gone a long way towards na nailing it. I've never seen a better hurler. I've never seen better performances. I have never seen anybody more consistent. And I have never seen anybody as effective when you're in the trenches and, and in need of a lift up. The complete player, Jack, we should sit back and enjoy this guy while he's playing hurling. It's artistry. It's hurling perfection. Yeah, I, I, when you say we should sit back and enjoy, I don't think there's anything you could do when Keane Lynch is playing other than sit back and enjoy. And I just want to stay on that point for a minute about the greatest because um, James Skehill, the for former Galway goalie, said it during the week that he thinks Keane is the best player that we've ever seen. And obviously, we haven't seen all of them. You've seen a lot more than, than me. But what separates Keane from the rest? The, the, the reasons that I said... Um, like he he has a, a suite of skills that second to to um, 
to um none. He 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 has he has boundless energy. But all you know, good hurlers, you know, a lot of good hurlers can prosper when you're in a winning situation. But when you need a dig out, that's where we see the mentality, strength, and character of of of, of Keen Lynch to help you dig it out. And that's exactly what we saw last Sunday. Yeah, and there's a comment here from Ahuna Mack. It says, that was the best comeback in history of Harlan. Never has or will it be done again. You can pick just one player on that Limerick panel. They're all absolutely brilliant. And I just, on that point, Matt, I suppose Limerick weren't going well in the first half. And he introduced two all-stars from the bench, Dan Morrissey and Aaron Galan. Um, and they make that difference. Like, how important is it for that squad that when Limerick were, were down and out as, as, as much as they were, that they could call on players like that? Absolutely fantastic! Like sure, um, Mahuna Mac in 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 reply to him there, you know, you, you could you eulogize the performance of one to fifteen. Let's be honest, but like the the performance, I I'm talking about Keen Lynch from a performance from a leadership point of view. Like you 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 could talk all day about the game that Barry Nash had at cornerback, probably probably the best game of his life. Like you know, you 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 can talk about Garod Hegarty and uh, and 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 Tom Morrissey, who who kind of slipped under the radar a bit last Sunday, but 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 Jack they came out with nine points, eight of them from play, you know, yeah. like Tom Tom was Tom was taken off against Cork, and we forecasted Jack, we yeah. forecasted what the response would be, six points, five five of of Tom's from play. But crucially for Limerick, a lot of Tom Morrissey's points came when Limerick needed them most to keep the scoreboard ticking over and keep in the hunt. We could talk all day about the wizardry of, of, of Peter Casey. Absolutely outstanding. And particularly in the closing stages when Limerick were closing out the game. Got a few crucial points. What about Seamus Flanagan? You could yeah. go right through the team. The solidity of Declan Hannon. The long striking of Dermot Burns. Like, you know, Nicky Quaid in goals, Sean Finn, um, Richie English. How long has Mahona Mac? <laughs> I think I think his real name is Anthony O'Callaghan. He's after commenting there. So thanks very much, Dad, Anthony. Um, for anyone that wants to get their thoughts in, we're, we're happy to go through them because it was just a spectacular day. And even if we've gone out from the subject or something you want to, to discuss, we'll get to it. But... Yeah, you're going through all them players and, and them names roll off the tongue now, Matt, and they're players that are looking to solidify themselves in the history books in Limerick GA. And, like, we don't want to move on from that Munster final, but that's where we are going. And in a few weeks' time, we're going to have a semi-final and we don't know who that's going to be against. But for Limerick, like, where are the improvements that, that we can get? Because I feel if we, if we give a performance like we did in the first half against Kilkenny or Galway, it won't be as easy to come back in. Uh, when I when, when I gave the litany of greatness there, Jacob, uh, we didn't. I didn't mention Dan Morrison, nor I didn't mention Graham Mulcahy, all stars. So, like, put put those into the mix as well, and 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 you see you see what you've got. Um, where do we go from here? Um, well, the, the one place we will go from here is that I expect that we will not see again a performance akin. To the first half. Now we may not see a performance again akin to the second half either, but um, you know um, 
we have got near it a number of times. But um, uh, I certainly think that we will not be in a situation that we found ourselves in halftime uh, again for some time. I think um, uh, that's where we will see that. That's where we will see the main difference. And um, as I said at the outset of this 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 cast, um, were we to pr produce the second half performance for um, sixty or seventy minutes, roll on whoever they like, it won't matter. <laughs> Yeah, and we just have a few more comments coming in there. That, that man, Mahuna Mac, his name is uh, is uh, John John McMahon. And um, Mary Walsh is the raw great players. I couldn't agree more, Mary. And Teresa Deneen says Limerick Hurlers, pure legends. And look, there's a great buzz around Limerick, Matt. Even we had the weather. It was just a glorious day. There was seventh. I wasn't there myself now, but you were there. Like, it was the first time in a long time that we could actually really appreciate these players. Um you were there. Could you just give a feeling what it was like to have 7,000 there and Keen Lynch references in his interview afterwards, just have the Limerick faithful there to witness this greatness? Well, it, 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 it was fantastic. After a year um, going down deserted roads to, to the famous GA grounds, like I remember going down Jones's Road to Croke Park last year and you could you could fire shots there and hit no one. Um, it, it, it was fantastic to see. Um, it was fantastic to see familiar faces on, on the footpaths and on 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 the way out to to um, Parky Cave. Now, one, um, it, it was a fantastic day. The weather was fantastic. The result was fantastic. The stadium um, is 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 um, um, absolutely abs absolutely fantastic. But God, the access to the place and the lack of parking around the place. Jack, well, it was was a it was a pure nightmare for a lot a lot of people. But I understand where Cork were coming from, um, in in that on big match days, they, they they will not allow the traffic there down there. That they'll 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 use the park and ride facilities around the town, um, to bring the fans down there, and probably underestimated, um, probably underestimated somewhat the impact that seven thousand would bring in terms of cars. There were literally cars. Everywhere, Jack, and of course, just up the road from it in Parky Rain, and as you know, they're quite beside each other practically, what a half mile apart. Um, the, the 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 game overlapped with the end of the um, the Cork Dublin Camogie game, and you know the so. But apart from that, like Cork Stadium, um, is it, absolute. It's a special place, and and it, it, Limerick have taken it to their heart now because since since Limerick have started playing there, they have some very 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 notable um, um, results there. Some absolutely fantastic results there. We go back to 2018, Jack, and we go back to that memorable. Um, who will ever forget that 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 drawn game with, with, with Cork? And now, um, even if you go back to last year. Um, from a Limerick point of view, and and the monsoon conditions um, that that were in Parky Keith last year for that semi final with Tipperary, and then you, you know you you fast forward to this year, and um, like ideal contrast of climate, ideal weather conditions, um, uh, and and um, you know a, a fantastic occasion, fantastic to see um, the supporters back. By God, Jack, there was only seven thousand of them there. By God. They, they, they were they 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 were held and and, and and rightly so. But Tipperary must be wondering at this stage, come hell or high water, come monsoon, come come fine weather, come frost or come snow, Limerick seem to have their measure. 
Yeah, they definitely do. And I don't want to talk too much about Tipperary, but like when you look at the athleticism in the Limerick team and just the age profile, I think someone has to give for Tipperary. When you look at the 2004, even 2009 team, or 2010 team that won in All-Ireland, there's still four or five of those lads still knocking around. Even 2014 team, there's probably the bones of 10 or 11 of them still floating around. Like Something has to give for Tipperary that, that they've won two under-20s in recent years that they have to start flooding them. We saw Jack Morris from the start. Mark Hyo came on and got a goal, but we didn't see more of these players for Tipperary. No, and we have been flagging this. And you will recall when we did our pre-championship look um, back in the middle of the pandemic and when we reflected on 2020 and, and we were trying to analyse as to why Tipperary's um, defence of their title fizzled out. Um, I, I would think um, uh, their defeat on Sunday um, was pr practically the same reason. And, and, and I made the point, and we made it last, last week with Kieran Carey, and Kieran Carey was very, very strong on this point, if you recall. Tipperary had four or five of the greatest hurlers of this generation. And I'm talking about Patrick Maher, Brendan Maher, Noel McGrath, and Seamus Cannon. But it looks as if their day is gone. And the difference in Tipperary in 20, 2019 and 2020 was that those four players in particular were not able to accept the same level of influence as they did in Tipperary's March in 2019. If we discount the Munster final in which they suffered a very heavy defeat to Limerick, but um, they went on and won the All-Ireland due mainly to the leadership of these people. What I, the worry I have for Tipperary, you know, and it's a great hurling county, is that um, uh, I don't see new leaders emerging. I don't see where the leadership, uh, where, where their leadership is being replaced. And you're right, Jack, that there are a lot of people, there are up to 10 of those players that they've been around the panel for a long, long time. And I, I honestly think that um, what's needed in temporary hurling at the moment is patience. And, uh, of course, in, in this game, patience is something that's in short supply. And what it needs is that, that Tipperary put in those hurlers from those back-to-back All-Ireland winning teams. Let them in. Let them get through a league campaign. Let them get through a championship campaign and build from there. That's where, that, 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 is, that is not rocket science. And that's, that's where Limerick that's where Limerick. Um, um, you know, built. I, I, I always remember at the presentation of medals in, in, in the Woodlands in, in, in 2015 to the All Ireland winning under, uh, under um, 21 team, it was at that stage. John Kiley spoke for almost 40 minutes. Absolutely a riveting speech. But I always remember the point he harped on. And it was not an effort to dampen down expectations expectations it was being pragmatic he said that these players will need three years to bridge the gap to senior he has was it prophetic absolutely they won the all island in 2018 why did they win the all island in 2018 they put him in and they left him in and they gave him the chance to get the experience i'm afraid that liam sheedy hasn't put in um enough of the players from those two teams and I'm afraid those that he put in, he didn't put them in for long enough. Did he trust them to go in? I, I'm not so sure that he did. You're right about Jake Morris. You're right about Marquio. But there should there should certainly have, have been more of them included in my view. 
like uh, I, I certainly would 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 regard Brian McGrath as 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 a big big player for the future. He got very very little game time, and and um, uh, I I don't know what the situation with John McGrath is. I, I, and I I was speaking here last week. You will remember the point I made about uh, about Jason Ford, uh, John O'Dwyer, and 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 John McGrath. They all hit form on the one day at at half time. Um, in Cork last Sunday, I was beginning to think I was bloody well right um, with uh, what, what Ford and, and O'Dwyer had done in the first half. But um, thankfully, that 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 was coped with in the second half. But um, yeah, I, I think Tipperary need a change. They need to face reality that these great players, their day is over, and 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 move on. Yeah, and. John is agreeing with you there. I think he says, when he says my great knowledge, I think he's referring to there that the youth is on our side. And I don't want to get past this current Limerick team, but just bridging on this comment from Paddy Kelly, he said, we just need to enjoy this Limerick panel and management and backroom team. And huge credit has to go to John Kiley and Paul Kinnerk and the players themselves. But if we are to, to bridge on from them, on Monday evening, we got a glimpse at the future and the conveyor belt and the players keep keep coming and, 127 to 17 points over Clare in a Munster semi-final, the under-20s, on Monday night in the Gaelic Crowns. And where it was Keane Lynch on Sunday, it was Adam Glish on Monday evening, 1-6 from play. And, I don't know, take your pick from, from his goals, from his points. All all magical. Um, I've been such an Adam English there for a minute um, before we get into the game as a whole, Matt. Because it was it was different class from the, the teenager. Yeah, but just referring back there to Paddy, Paddy Kelly. Thanks, Paddy, for your for for your comment. Not only do I recognise the comment, I think Paddy, but I recognise the face there on the side of the screen. Uh-huh. And we we missed you in the junior final last weekend, Paddy. But um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, exit the the, the Keenan show Sunday evening into the 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 um the Adaming the show on 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 Monday evening. Uh, it was a fantastic performance, but we've spoken at length about um, uh, Adam English in the past, and I, I will make this point about about him again, uh, and run the risk of being repetitive. Um, last year's Munster semi-final, we went over to Torres uh, to um, play Cork as rank outsiders, Jack. I was even I, I'll always remember speaking to people connected with 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 um uh, parents going in and um of the players um who there was just parents allowed nothing else at that game and they 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 thought it was a one day one day only you know but like when that game was in the melting pot jack the manner in which adam english grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and his two goals before half time changed the whole thing and his performance in general that day was absolutely fantastic. Move on to the to the monster final with a similar influential p- performance. And we, we've spoken about leadership in the context of Tipperary in the past. This is a young leader in the making. This is a young Limerick singer hurler in the making. This is a star Limerick uh, underage hurler. And and um, a player with a huge future. His performance on Monday night was one for the ages. Uh, abs- absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And of course, you know he has very famous lineage in that he's um, a grand nephew of '73 All Ireland winning captain Eamon Grimes. 
So, um, uh, but that 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 apart, like it, it it was a fantastic performance. Now it, it wasn't a spectacular performance by by um, by Limerick in general uh, on 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 um, Monday night. It, it it was efficient. It was competent, um, and really, and in this, Jack, I I've real sympathy um, for. Uh, the Limerick manager, Dermot Mullins, who's done a fantastic, absolutely fantastic job as minor manager. And both himself and 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 Kevin Hagen, Kevin O'Hagan, um, whose whose preparations um for this year's um under 20 championship in the case of Dermot Mullins, in which he has moved up, and and Kevin O'Hagan, who has come in to replace him as minors, they've been hampered by uncertainty, and the uncertainty being I suppose it was a nice uncertainty, was that Limerick were still involved in the 2020 minor championship. It, it, it impacted considerably on both of their preparations. Like Dermot Mullins was saying to us after the match, like that, that he had only some of the players that he wished to promote from the under-20s. He had them only for two weeks, leading into a Munster championship game. Now, um, Kevin O'Hagan was in a similar situation. And in a situation whereby the players that he would be looking for, looking to, um, i.e., the players that were in last year's team and were eligible again this year, he's had on, he has had them only for two weeks as well. So, like, well, three weeks by the time they'll 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 they'll, they'll meet Cork on Tuesday night. But um, it, it was a difficult situation. So I I I thought on Monday night it was a case of get the job done. See where we are, where we are at. Um, it's a young Limerick under twenty side. In that, I think Dermot said after the game that there are there are ten of them again eligible next year that started, and I I wouldn't disagree with that because I can reel them off my head um, nearly as many as that. And um, um, but of course coming into the game, um, you know, all the focus was and rightly so on on. Um, Colin Coughlin after after his barnstorming debut with the seniors this year, and and of course Cahal O'Neill, they were upstaged slightly by by more than slightly I think by by Adam English's performance on the night. But the two lads they were outstanding, Jake. Um, you know to have players of that caliber playing at this level is is absolutely absolutely fantastic, and and um, I, I thought Aidan O'Connor and Barry Brown um, had a very very effective. Um, very, very effective, particularly in, in in the second half. Overall, it 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 was it was a competent and efficient performance without being spectacular. And I have no doubt that um, Dermot will have and his backroom team will have learned quite a bit from it. And but time isn't on their side in that in that they face into the final next Wednesday night in Cork. But at least they'll get another week. Um, to, to tweak things around and and to improve things, and at least they'll have another week with that full squad together, which will which will be hugely important at this stage. Yeah, hugely important. And you mentioned a, a few players there, obviously Adam English, Colin Colin Coughlin, and Colin O'Neill, and they're all excellent. But even I thought the full back line was very very strong. Chris Thomas, Paddy Hartnett, and Michael Keane never looked like conceding a goal. And um, even Jimmy Quilty, who was cornerback last year in midfield, team captain, led from the middle, got a couple of points. Um, Carl Downs came on, scored two. As you mentioned, Ed Connor got four from play. Like, there's some real talent in the team, and and we'll 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 meet again to discuss the final next week because I think it deserves its own time to look at because these are a special group and they will take us into the future. 
But we talked in depth about Kyle's goal on Sunday. There was two magical scores on Monday evening, and for anyone that didn't didn't see them, um, you can head to TG Gahar's, um YouTube page or Twitter page, or even on the website they'll have them. The first one was when Adam English was involved in both. The first time he doesn't score, but he's after hitting two or three points at the peak of his powers at this stage. He's over on the sideline. Um, he has the ball. He kind of turns in field, and it, look, it opens up. It's like a kind of cross field ball into the forward line is on, but over his shoulder, uh, kind of behind the back kind of reverse hand pass. I don't know. I couldn't even think for myself to Patrick Kirby. And Kirby with looks like relative ease. He's way out in the sideline, probably outside the half, and slots it over. Like an incredible score. And then in the second half, Adam English gets it on the 45, sells his man with a dummy, and he goes straight from goal from the 45, kind of like Kyle Hayes. Kind of like there's goals on in these limits from anywhere. Shrugs off his man to the ground with a shoulder at full health um, and finishes back in the net. Like, the scores we're seeing from these Limerick teams are incredible. And I don't know if you want to touch on either one of the two of them, but if you had to pick one of the weekend scores, what we saw, which one would you be picking? Jack, how, uh, how did you think of that now, that question? I knew somewhere along the line in our euphoria that you would, that you would drop a clanger like that. Um, ab- absolutely, you're right about, about, about the... the I, I, I thought the... the, the um, the flick over his shoulder to to, to um, Patrick Kirby was absolutely excellent, but we cannot forget it, it, its execution was excellent. But um, we we cannot forget Patrick Kirby's appreciation of what might happen. And from the time he got the ball, he had quite a bit of work to do, and and he did it. He executed it so well and finished it so well. Full credit to, to both players in 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 that case. Also, Adam English's goal, ab- ab- absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And it was, the game was, you know, Tipperary are a player at that stage. They, 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 they you know, they, they weren't 100% out of it, but they were 150% out of it after that. Um, after what was a fantastic goal. But I'm not going to shirk the question because um, I'm, I'm going to go for the Kyle Hayes for, for, the, score, for the score of the week. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a it's a very it's a it's a short list that could easily be scored here, and we got them all in the space of thirty hours or so. And yeah. we, as I said, we'll we'll touch on that Munster final. It's very full. interesting that we're talking that we're talking about the the, the the two excellent scores in the under twenty game, Jack, and and there is a common denominator: a guy called Adam English. Yeah, yeah, we spoke we spoke ad nauseum about Adam English. We don't want to. To get too far ahead of ourselves, as we said, David Munster final next next Wednesday against Cork and Cork, who only won ten twenties All Ireland only a couple of weeks ago, they beat Tipperary by six points. There, there'll be a different um, level of step up, but we'll we'll touch on that game next week. Um, just a few more comments here: Jared O'Connor and a tame man living in the mid north coast of Australia. Um, great to keep in touch, and it's great to see people like Jared um, over abroad uh, listen to us. If you could give us some. Some tips how to deal with this weather because I know we were talking off air, Matt, how we're struggling to sleep and things, but we'll take it for as long as we can. Um, Mary Walsh Sexton, enjoying your conversation. Um, that's great to hear. It's a brilliant time in Limerick, Ireland, uh, as Mary is saying there. And um, the inspiration is given to you is exciting. They will have not known much losses in their watching of Limerick. So, yeah, I when I was growing up, there was, there was a lot of losses in Limerick, Ireland, and it's just it's just a brilliant time to, to be witnessing this, this Limerick, Ireland team. and the underage teams and, and look it has to be said 
and I don't want to dwell on it too much because we spent a half an hour, but the underage structures, Matt, that were implemented probably around the turn of the 2010s into 2012s, 13s, like it's bearing so much fruit now. Absolutely, and there, 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 there were people sceptical about it, and you'd meet the odd one sceptical to this very day about it. I, I don't think um, there's anything like the full appreciation of what is happening and the amount of work that is being done in in the um, in in the academies. Um, like this, 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 this is the academy system bearing fruit, and pe pe people tend to be a bit despondent when they see us taking part in um, the Tony Forrestal tournament and and um, and under fifteen tournaments. You know the plethora of tournaments that's normally on for underage. They, they'd usually be on around this time or in August, but aren't done now because of the pandemic. But we have a we have a dreadful record in them, Jack. Um, we have we have a dreadfully poor record in them. And people are finding it very hard to to um, reconcile how when these these players come up to minor um, um, that, that 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 they can be so competitive and and as we've seen for the last two years so successful. But um, I suppose that is the strength of the academy um, is 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 to get is to get players and build players and you know get them to up to up to the level at at, at just the right time and. Um, I suppose if you look back, I, I can't think of the year now. Um, was it something like 2011 or something that we won the under-16 tournament All-Ireland in Tipperary, Tipperary supporters All-Ireland under-16? And that was the catalyst for kick-starting. Um, um, it was Joe Quaid's team um, that... that um, that won the All Ireland and was probably the start and kickstart of the, the the revival. But we cannot we cannot underestimate what the amount of work um, that 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 goes on in the academy, and we cannot underestimate the dedication of the people that are involved in the academy at the different levels. Um, it's obviously very very well structured, and like the proof of the pudding, Jack is in the eating. Um, it's showing results. Yeah, and the pudding is tasting very well these days and is very plentiful. And just touched on the academy there. Well, obviously, the Harlan Academy is just that step ahead of the Football Academy. But the Football Academy is bearing its own fruits. And the other night, the minor footballers beat Tipperary 2-9 to 1-9. And this Tipperary Academy and football in Tipperary has been talked up a lot, an awful lot in recent years. And look, they've, they've backed it up at senior level, at 20s level. But another win for Limerick in the minor football championship. They go on to face Clare in the semi-final. Now, Clare gave them a nice clipping last year. It's it's a new team as such for Limerick. But it's it's a great incentive that they have Clare in the semi-final. They've avoided the historical big two. And another win for the Limerick Academy, another win for the Limerick minor footballers, 2-9 to 1-9 against the Prairie. Yeah, very, very, very important win. And, 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 and full credit to Kevin Deenahan and, and his backroom team. But they, they've been with this team for two or three years and um, they, they, this um, Kevin Dina and his management team were with this team in 2015 when they had two very significant All-Ireland wins. They won the Dermot Early Cup and Clare. They did a double with the A and B side. 
and essentially I was comparing the, the, the panels in, in, in the run-up to um, last night's game and, and um, uh, or Wednesday night's game. Um, th th there are marked similarities. Like the, the, the nucleus of that successful under-15 side is, is involved now. And strange to say, in one of those finals, they defeated Tipperary. So, um, um, like... This is a work in progress, and and um, uh, Kevin Deenan, um, you know, was lamenting after the game um, that that um, you know there was nearly two two years work gone down the drain um, with this pandemic, um, which of course is correct, um, and um, that it was almost back to the drawing board again this year. But like they've got off to a very very good start. I didn't see the game the other night, but. They've got off to a very, very, very good start. They have an opportunity to get to a monster final. Now, um, Claire did give them a tipping last year, but um, you know in minor that can be a dramatic change from year to year. It doesn't follow that they'll give them a tipping this year. Now, they have them at home in Innes, but um, I, I I, would be very, very, very hopeful that, that, that this Limerick team, and I know we'll be talking about it next week because it is on Friday week, isn't it? Yeah, it's on um, the 30th, yeah. That that um that we will um I, I I think we have a really good chance there and 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 fair play to them and this 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 may be the first major dividend that we're getting out of the football academy that we're beginning <coughs> to see the football academy work yeah. and I I I have no doubt that 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 it is and great yeah no it would be brilliant to see and it. And it, it looks, it, it's great, it's great getting these wins and making these incremental improvements. But getting getting to a Munster final is really the goal. It's what you want. It's it's what you're aiming for. And, and hopefully Kevin and his side can make that, that next step. And as I said, we'll be talking about that next week. It's on Friday week in Cusack Park. One game that we'll touch on now that's on next Tuesday is the Miners are in action against Cork. And next Tuesday at Semper Stadium at half seven. And... Limerick against Cork is always a real rivalry, but Cork put up 6.28 to 6 points against Clare in their quarterfinal. Now, a 40-point win doesn't look well for the banner at all, but you have to say that this is a very, very impressive Cork side, and Kevin O'Hagan and his, and his team will definitely be up against it, against Cork. Not to say that they can come away with a victory, but they will be rank outsiders. They will. They will be rank outsiders. Um, um, 6.28 to 6 points. Uh, in hurling, one week, 528 to three points in football the next week for this Cork group of players, which there's a couple of dual players involved. Um, I suppose speaks volumes for, for, for itself. Um, now, Limerick will go in as, 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 as rank outsiders, but will they go in as any greater outsiders than they went in last year? True. When 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 Cork had a had had a victory over Clare under their belt, a much better Clare team than than this year. Now I I, I understand there are more circumstances in Clare in which they were missing a couple of key players, but um, I don't know how many key players you want to be missing to make a forty points difference. Um, um, nearly fifteen, I would imagine. But um, yeah, Limerick Limerick are going to be up against it. They have six or seven of of the um of the uh, team that reached the and won the Munster final last year and played in the recent semi-final. Um, uh, now, of course, Adam English is over age. Um, a, lo a lot will fall on the shoulders of, of Shane O'Brien and uh, congratulations to Shane along with with, with um, Thomas Lynch and Adam English 
who, who were named on the Electric Ireland 2020 Minor Hurling Team of the Year um, recently during, during the week. Now, Shane O'Brien had a, had an absolutely fantastic game against them, um, against Galway in particular. And um, as the championship progressed, was getting considerably better um, as 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 it moved on. But it's 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 going to be a huge task. Um, like any any team that puts up a score, like the full forward um, Jack Leahy from Dungourney scored three nine against Clare. Just imagine a three nine in in one game. Um, and uh, apparently the uh, from from what I have read about Cork and from what I'm hearing about Cork is that they have exceptionally good forwards, and I I, I think six twenty eight would bear that out. Um, but again, like again, people were saying last year we're, we're playing Cork, should we're not going to, we're not going to do it. And we did it. So you know it's it's impossible to it, it's impossible to call minors, Jack. And um, it's it's even more difficult from a Limerick point of view for the reasons that we said a while ago in that Limerick's preparation has been far from ideal because of the overlap with um, 2020 into 2021. You know, it, it wasn't the ideal situation for Kevin Egan, a new manager coming in. Um, what he needed was all his resources to be available to him full time. As, as he cranked up preparations, it, it didn't happen. It is what it is, and we'll just see where it takes us. Yeah, we will see where it takes us. And you mentioned Jack Lee, <coughs> excuse me, Jack Lee, who was full forward for Cork, but Limerick full back last year, Vince Harrington is underage again, and you hate to single out these young lads, but he's very reminiscent of his club mate, Mike Casey. So if you can stop it, he scored 3 9, 3 5 with that coming from play. If you can curtail his influence somewhat, you will go a long way in stopping this Cork side. And as you mentioned, they've, they've scoring forwards out of the field. But so do Limerick. And it's a, as we said, as Mary Walsh Sexton said, as a few more said, it's a very exciting time to be a Limerick fan. We'll give these lads our support next Tuesday. And hopefully that we'll have a third Munster final to look forward to. And bear in mind, this minor team are looking for a third Munster Championship victory in a row, like their senior counterparts. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, moving and, on. And, hope, and hopefully they'll emulate them. Hopefully, yeah. Um, we kind of brushed aside that fact that the, the herders went three in a row for, um, for the first time in 85 years. But such such is the quality of John Kiley's side. Um, was it ever in doubt, really, after winning in 2019? Was there anyone ever saying that this couldn't be done? And I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we will talk about the herders. We spoke about them at length um, already. We'll talk about them um, further down the line. I suppose, looking back on last weekend, on Sunday, just around the same time, the Munster Hurling final was on. Um, the Limerick Ladies footballers were playing Derry and Kinnegad. Um, that game had a lengthy delay right towards the end that pushed it into the same time as the Munster Hurling final. But Limerick got off, got off their camp or got their campaign, their first win of the campaign, I should say, with a 2 7 12 win over Derry. Um, nail biting to say the least. Nicole Bennett, um, I think she kicked 2 4 on the day. She kicked a penalty that pulled Limerick ahead. And then when things were level, at the very end, she kicked a brilliant free. Um, for Donald Ryan, he said, after the, the disappointing loss to Wicklow the first day, it was a huge result to get a win. It was a huge result to get a win, Jack. It was hugely important in the context of the championship to get a win. Um, uh, they were up against the Derry team that were unusually for Derry um, on a high. Derry hadn't won a championship game since 2018 when they beat Limerick in the first round in Derry in the famous Thunder and Lightning day 
when the game was played in Thunder and Lightning shouldn't probably have been played at all, and 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 heavy rain. They hadn't won a championship game since uh, uh, until the week before they played Limerick. Now coming into the the game with Limerick, Derry had lost um, the Ulster final to Antrim by twenty points. And they had bounced back two weeks later and beat Antrim in the All-Ireland Championship by one seven to seven points, which was their first victory, as I said, since since 2018. Um, so they came into the game on a high. But like, Derry were hit with a soccer punch. Was it after, what, 30 seconds? When Nicole Bennett had the ball in the, in, in, in the Derry net? And if, if, if I were to be worried about anything about Limerick, Having had the defeat against um, Wicklow and having got the tonic of that start against Derry, I would have expected them to drive on. It did not happen, Jack. It didn't, did not happen. Um, Derry came back into the game and by halftime were ahead and actually were ahead when the unfortunate incident happened to the Derry player. She was in the process of putting Derry two points in front, actually. She, it, 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 it was in the course of, 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 of scoring the point that Louise Murphy suffered that unfortunate injury. And um, that was in the, in the closing stages of the game. So Limerick ha had been in a position that, you know, they had to find something special. And the game was held up for 50 minutes. And when it resumed, Limerick did. Um, they, they took a shot free to Amy Ryan. Amy Ryan was hauled down and, and Limerick were awarded a penalty. And um, Nicole Bennett, as you said, she scored 2-4 out of 2-7. Um, Nicole Bennett, it was as good a penalty as you'll see scored into the top right-hand corner of the net. Absolute clinical finish. A confident finish from a girl that was, that was confident in her game. And even then, that put Limerick ahead and it should be in a huge tonic boost. But they still struggled to close out the game and had to rely on a late free from Nicole Bennett um, to win the game. But, you know, it, 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 it's better to nearly lose than nearly win. Um, and and, and uh, a, win, a win is a win. And let's hope that they'll take it into the game with Antrim. The game with Antrim is being played this Saturday in, in, in a place called Tang in County Westmeath at, at, at two o'clock. And um, um, <coughs> the team has been named. Um, there are a number of mainly positional switches on, on, on the team. But um, in the context of the championship, were Limerick to win, it would virtually ensure that they would qualify for the semi-finals. Now, there are only five teams in the All-Ireland Championship. Um, it's been played on a round robin. The top four qualify for the semi-finals. So with two wins out of three, um, you, you would possibly be home and hosed, um, especially. Um, but you never know. Antrim, Antrim is going to be a difficult game now. Limerick beat Antrim. Last year, and um, in 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 the championship, in the group phase of the championship, and um, but they can take nothing for granted. But the carrot for Limerick is win the game, and you're assured, you're practically assured of a semi-final result. Of course, 
depending on the other results. But um, Carlo are playing Wicklow, and Carlo have already lost to Antrim. So were Carlo to suffer a second defeat and Limerick achieve a second win, it would put Limerick virtually into into the semi-finals. Yeah, and I'll just run through the team there. <coughs> you briefly mentioned it. Um, in goals, Sophie Hennessy, then the fullback line of Yvonne Lee, Maeve McCarthy, and Charlotte Walsh. Megan Buckley, Neve McCarthy, and Maeve McMara make up the halfback line in midfield. Roshan Ambrose is partnered by Leah Coughlin. Um, Leah comes into the team in the place of Sean O'Ryan. Then Anya Cunningham, Andrea Sullivan, and Kate Healan make up the half forward line, and then the inside line of Lauren Ryan, Amy Ryan, and Nicole Bennett, who was obviously the match winner the last day. And just before we move on from the latest football, I suppose this will be a third week in a row for Don Ryan's side. They'll have a break then afterwards. So it's really important that like just get that momentum going before that break because it's very difficult to go from week to week and you don't want to have to face into Carlo needing a win. You don't, and it it it, it um it, it's very difficult to keep to keep going week to week with the present weather conditions as well. Hmm. Um, it it, it it's quite it, it's quite difficult, and and we, we we have seen in the past, particularly in the context of the round robin in the Munster Senior Hurling Championship. Um, that, 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 that there seemed to be a roadblock when it came to the third game. Um, teams found it difficult when, when it was a third game in a row. And Limerick are in that situation now. Um, uh, but it, 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 it's, 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 it's the same for Antrim. So, you know, we would not be, we would not be advancing that as an excuse. Um, but it's a game that Limerick must win. Limerick have it within them, Jack. To win this game, it's a question of getting it, getting it out, and getting out, and 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 doing the job. Um, I, I we said last week, um, Caroline Hickey is, is is a is a huge loss to this team. Now, Christine Reedy, who would be a very very experienced defender, um, cried off last week due to illness. Um, uh, is back on the squad for this week. Hasn't regained her position. Um, Charlotte Walsh is staying in there at cornerback did okay against Derry um, now is the time that, that we need to see Limerick driving on this is the point of the championship um, while it's still only the round robin we're halfway through the round robin but Jack we're into the business end of things things are going to be decided in the third week out of four Certain issues will be decided. And for Limerick, the one thing that can be decided is that they have a semi-final spot if they win and Carlo lose. But we, we, we shouldn't be having to worry about what happens um, with other counties, nor we shouldn't have to be worrying about results elsewhere. What, what we need to do is go out and do the business. Um, if, you, if you look at the team, I, 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 I think the team is better than, than the results would, would, would suggest. Um, they, all right, they lost to Wicklow. Wicklow are firm favourites to win this competition. Um, but that aside, um, I remember in 2018, Lout were equally firm favourites to win it. They didn't. Limerick did it. Um, there's still an awful lot to play for in, 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 in this season. But they, they've just got to go out and do it. Yeah, and the best look to Don Ryan on his side this Saturday in Westmead against Antrim in the third round of the All-Ireland Junior Football Championship. Um, rounding off this weekend's action is the Limerick-Camogie teams, um, the senior and junior side are in action. I suppose the seniors 
got their campaign off the start last week with a loss to Wexford. Um, a disappointing loss, I suppose, and um, a late penalty proving crucial for Wexford. But to be honest, it was a disappointing day for Pat Ryan's senior side in Newcastle West that Saturday. Yeah, Jack, I suppose um, everything militated against Pat Ryan last week. Um, he had a week from hell um, in, 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 in terms of his preparations between injuries and players involved in COVID contacts, close contacts. Um, it robbed him of four of his players, three of who would, would certainly have been starting, um, inclu including team captain Karen O'Leary. And we know what Karen brings to the brings to the plate. We know what the energy of Debbie Murphy brings as well. And and um Mairead Ryan, who's playing the Camogie for life. So he 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 he, he was faced with re, with replay and Devlin Egan um who, who has come on and has been an impact sub. Um now Devra I understand will is is going to be out for some time with injury. But um he, he was confronted with facing those but like we cannot we just cannot Jake fault the performance of those that did duty for Limerick. Um it it, it, it was a cruel, cruel um way for the game to end. Just for anybody that doesn't know Wexford were allow, allowed a penalty um or awarded a penalty. Now no questions, cast iron penalty. No doubt Limerick defenders left in no choice but to pull um Chloe Fox down. Um Upstep Chloe Fox, buried it in the net. Um, Laura O'Neill pucks out the ball, referee calls full time. No opportunity to come back. It was cruel because Limerick had showed a capacity to come back. Just to give you an idea of it, within 20 seconds of the restart after halftime, Katrina Parrock, um, um, one of the greats of Wexford Camogie, um, in the golden era, is back with, with, with Wexford Camogie this year, but was named to play corner forward, didn't start, came on at half time, and within 20 seconds of coming on, she had the ball in the, in, in the Limerick net. Before 60 seconds had elapsed, Limerick had replied at the other end with the for, uh, with a fantastic point from Rebecca De Lee. And um, if Limerick had to, if Pat Ryan is to take a huge positive out of, 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 um, Last Saturday's game, it was the performance of Re Rebecca Delee, which was absolutely outstanding, um, because we know we know that she has been dogged um, with with that cruciate injury of last year, which robbed her of a of a campaign. She was coming back, easing her way, showing measurable improvement from 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 game to game. But last Saturday, um, in 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 her home pitch, um, she left everybody see what great player that she is. Scored four fantastic points, um, all from play, of course. But uh, she had responded immediately, and there was a couple of occasions during the game, uh, other than that, in which um, Wexford had got scores, and Limerick were were um, immediately. Um, responded at the other end and uh, I did mention it to Pat Ryan immediately after the game about the capacity of the team to respond and uh, I was saying it mainly in the context that they didn't get the opportunity um, to to respond on, on this occasion but but I, I, I would raise a, a question or two um, Jack um, um, I, I thought Liz Dempsey refereed the game very well 
I have no complaints on that score. Did very well. But um, if that was the last puck of the game, was Chloe Fox told it was the last puck of the game? Because here is where it would be important. Um, they were a point down. Would she have gone for the point to make sure of a division of the spoils? Would she have gone for glory? And if she had gone for glory, had Laura O'Neill blocked it, which she damn near did, um, was she entitled to put it back into the net? <laughs> if it was the last puck of the game, you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, their question that say only the players and referee involved themselves will know, but at the end of the day, it was it was defeat. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was defeat, but I've just raised the issues of, of, of these tight, and we talk about small margins, and um, like blowing the whistle after a penalty was scored at the very last second, you know, is, uh, you know, all right, time was up, it was cast down penalty, no question, no arguments about that, but at least if we could have got 30 seconds even to see if we could fashion an attack at that stage, but a hugely disappointing because Wexford, Wexford game would be would have been a game that Pat Ryan would have targeted. We we were saying in the context of the draw when the draw was made that it was a group that Limerick could possibly emerge from. Now we had hands up and said right to Prairie of the strongest teams in it, but like we can emerge with Tipperary out of the group at the expense of Wexford and Offaly. Now, that whole calculation has been thrown into total disarray now at this stage. And we, we faced Tipperary and Nina on Sunday at 2 o'clock, knowing that anything other than a win could result in, in us being out of the championship. And we, 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 we would definitely be out of the championship. Were we to lose and were Wexford to be it awfully? Simple as. We would have Tipperary and two wins, Wexford and two wins, and Limerick and Offaly left to, to, to fight out to avoid relegation um, the following week. It's going to be a very, very difficult game uh, against Tipperary. If, 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 if you were to compare their, their respective league performances, um, you'd say it has the potential to be a tight game. And it may be just that, because... Um, while Stipperary were very impressive against Offaly last weekend, um, Kilkenny were very, very lucky to beat Limerick in the quarterfinal of the league. They were extremely lucky to beat Tipperary in the semi-final of the same league. So both Limerick and Tipperary ran the league champions very, very, very close. So if you take that as the metric for, um, uh, for judging what might happen on Sunday, you know, it has the ingredients of a very, very close game. Now, Limerick's backs are to the wall. They're going to come out fighting. They'll have some of their players back. Um, they have a decent record against Tipperary. You, we, we'll remember the league one, uh, the league meeting in which uh, last year when when Rebecca Delee suffered that unfortunate cruciate um, injury, the, 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 the outcome was eventually decided in the boardroom. Um, because the referee had it down as a draw and, um, uh, you know, the general belief and the general consensus was that Tipperary had won the game by a point and the authorities subsequently ruled that, that they had won the game by a point. Um, it, 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 was, it, it, it was very, very close, but I think Tipperary have moved on considerably from then. Um, we have moved on, but not to the same extent. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very difficult to win it, Jack.
if I'm honest. Yeah, if but I'm as honest. you as you said, when, when Limerick's backs have been to the wall, um, they've they've come up and performed, and that's what I suppose Pat Ryan will be looking for first and foremost is a performance against Tipperary. That game is at two o'clock this Sunday in Nina. It'll be streamed live by the official Camogie YouTube. Um, it will it will be a difficult a difficult assignment for Limerick, but they have shown this year that win needs must that they have performed and hopefully a win against the Prairie could, could turn around their season. But the best look to Pat Ryan's management at in Nina at two o'clock at the same time in Brough, the juniors kick off their All Ireland Championship campaign against Kevin. Um I suppose splitting between teams on the same day, same time in different counties is very difficult. But that's exactly what Pat Ryan decided have to do. But the juniors showed great promise in their league campaign. This is their championship opener and they can be full of confidence going into this game. They can. They can. Um, um, in many ways, Jack, I suppose, it's slightly a trip into the unknown because Limerick are in a group with three Ulster counties, Cavan, Down and Antrim. They play Cavan this Sunday at 2 o'clock in Rough, as you rightly said. Um, the following week, they played Down. They travelled to Down and then they complete their, their, their programme with a game against Antrim at home. So, um, uh, yeah, certainly Limerick showed a lot of promise during, during the, the, the um, league campaign. Came up against a, a Wexford team, and we have, we have discussed that at, at nauseam at this stage. Um, it was effectively a Wexford intermediate team. Um, but, but they're still in the junior championship, mind you, as are Armagh, who won the junior championship last year. Um, and you know, who, who subsequently, I think, beat Wexford in, in, in the final uh, of the league. But um, very, very promising performances against Clare. Um, not as, prom as promising against Waterford, but effective. Um, a very good performance away to Carlo in between, um, in which they dug, dug out a draw. And um, hopes would be high going into the game against... Cavan in Brough, they will still be without the services of Michelle Curtin, who who's an absolute key player for 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 for, for the junior team, and um, but nevertheless, they, you would hope that they'd have enough to get off to a winning start and uh, and and um, put one over in Cavan. It's Cavan's first team. It'll be down and Antrim's second teams. So like um. Uh, you know, Cavan possibly, possibly could be the strongest of the three Ulster counties for that reason, Jack. Mm. There's been a lot of work done in, in ladies' sport in Cavan, both in ladies' football, as we know, and in, 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 in Camogie. And, and um, it, it, it certainly won't be a pushover, but it, it'll be a good test. But you would expect Limerick to get over the test and get off to a, get off to a winning start. Yeah, you'll be expecting that, all right. And but all, in, in the first game of the championship, we don't know how it's going to go. But the very best look to Pat Ryan, both squads um, at 2 o'clock on Sunday. As you said, the seniors in Nina against Tipperary and the juniors in Brough against Cavan. Um, before we finish, Matt, I suppose we did a load of intercounty action to, to get into there. But behind the scenes, a lot of the club um, league campaigns have kind of been coming to an end over the last week or, or fortnight. Just a mention to the Limerick County Board for organising these league campaigns with so much going on and being able to conclude them with minimal of fuss. Yeah, uh, you know, hats off to everybody. And I had the hat off today, Jack, <laughs> permanently. Um, um, 
yeah, hats off to Limerick County Board. It was a very, very ambitious program starting off, Jack. When I saw it, um, you, you know, my first gut feeling was, where are they going with this, you know? Um, but in fairness, they, they, they stuck with their fixtures. Um, the, the, the one thing was that it was doable from the start. Now, it would be a bit of a push, but it was doable. And, you, you, you know, the main ingredient that they needed to make it a success was the buy-in from clubs. And, like, the buy-in from clubs into the leagues was absolutely phenomenal. Now, I, I, I did hear now, and, and I'm not being parochial here now, um, the Valley Landers won the, um, the um, senior football here in the south. And... and um, um, Jimmy Barry Murphy, in, in his his um, acceptance speech of the trophy, mentioned in um, you know about uh, the intensity of of the number of games and cited that um, they had played ten games in twenty two days, um, which was correct because he he was talking obviously about hurling and football, you know that that will give you an idea of the intensity. Now it to, to pull that off, it needed buy buy in from the clubs. Now, the buy-in from the clubs was aided and abetted by the, the, the craving that was out there um, for to get games restarted. And there was a craving there for people to see games and turn up to see games. That, that no doubt, um, helped, to helped to drive it on. But, but certainly, it's, it, it's a blueprint, Jack, that could, could work for the future. Um, um, now, universally going around to games... And and speaking with connections of different teams, there there everybody seems to be quite seems to be quite happy with it. I I've heard no dissenting voices. Now, the only thing that I did here, and this this came through on two or three occasions, were that they would have preferred that instead of it being over five or six weeks, that it might be over seven or eight, which is possibly understanding and and decided like that there is going to be a break now for the, for the month of August um, and that could help to fill that break as well but look it, it was an ambitious program um well done to the board for coming up with it and especially well done for carrying it out for ex ex executing the plan now it's down to the final stages and just to give people an idea and I, I think there was a misconception out there about it um, it was organised on divisional leagues, which doubled up with the divisional championships. So when it came down to the finals, the finals became the divisional championship finals. And the winners of those divisional championship stroke league finals went on to the county league semi-finals. And that has been happening all week, um, this week, and it will be happening next week. And it, it, it's so much so that this evening we have the final of the senior football final in McNeville Park at 7.30 between Mona Lean and, and um, Newcastle West. And tomorrow night the attention will turn to Newcastle West where we have um, the intermediate football final between Atay and Mona Gay, which is a repeat of the, um, the West final. Now you'll you'll say why how come it can be a repeat of the West final? Well, there were there were I don't think there was an intermediate league in the division, so because of the are in the East, so because of the number of teams that were in the West, the top two went through to the to the semi-finals, and have have come through. Um, 
was in the east, it was in the city that wasn't an intermediate. My apologies, because Kiltili Drumkeen won out in the east. And um, um, again, they have come through again, and thereafter a great West final. So um, there's a mouth-watering prospect of a very, very good um, county intermediate final tomorrow evening. Yeah, and as we have been encouraging for the last few weeks, we just encourage everyone to get out and support our local clubs. Um, the best look to all the teams in action over the weekend, obviously, the late footballers kick it off on Saturday. You have the senior and junior camogie sides on Sunday. Um, on Tuesday, you have the minor hurlers. Wednesday, you have the under-20 hurlers in a Munster final. And on Friday, then, you have the minor footballers in a Munster semi-final. Um, a jam-packed week ahead again. Um, many thanks to you, Matt, for, for contributing, as usual. And I think I'll leave with a comment here from Breed O'Dwyer. Come on the treaty. A great place to live, which it is. John Kiley is the best in the world right now, and he, he definitely is. Trainer we couldn't agree for, more, Breda. <laughs> trainer up for Limerick. Uh, it's been a fantastic week to be from Limerick, and hopefully many more of them to come. So many thanks again, Matt, and we'll talk next week. Okay, Jack. Thank you. The question again, we get all with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. 